Welcome to Inspiring Business with your host, Mark Bullock, who is the co-founder of Videosocials.net and of VideoInterviewPodcast.com. In every episode, Mark interviews business and organizational thought leaders who share their stories of how they inspire others by making a difference. You can find this show on Videosocials.net and YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and almost any podcast platform of your choosing. Greetings and welcome. I wanted to introduce my guest today, who is a longtime client and a friend, Michael Fliegelman. Michael is a financial advisor, but he's so much more than that because he supports individuals, businesses, and professionals and other financial advisors, brokers, and agents that may not have experience in the various areas of finance and insurance to, make, to help them make smart decisions about their money and their clients' money. Wonderful to have you today, Michael. Thank you for having me, Mark. It's my pleasure. Of course. We've known each other for years. And one of the things that uh, one of your favorite quotes I know is something that I have plagiarized extensively. Uh, and, and that quote is, it's business, not personal. And I've plagiarized it in the, in the fact that I've often said, look, we all, all have heard the phrase, nothing personal, it's just business. And my assertion and your assertion is that the opposite is true. It's not just business. It is personal. And from my perspective, and in learning that from you, from my perspective, that transfers into almost every area of life, unless it's, you know, buying coffee at Starbucks, right? You're, you, you don't have a personal relationship with a large corporation necessarily, but you may very well have a personal relationship with the person behind the counter. So even even in that even in that circumstance, uh, it comes into play. But in the world of finance and financial advising and planning and insurance, et cetera, et cetera, how does that hold true for you? Well, you know, fortunately, you know, I've been in this business for close to forty years now, and. Um, you know, Mark, sometimes in life, your strength is your weakness as well. And, um, you know, the, the tagline or the saying that we have, it's not just business. It's not business. It's personal, you know, which is the opposite of what the Godfather said in the movie. You know, it's it's business, not personal. But, you know, fortunately, we're in a business where we can impact people's lives and we get to choose who we work with. You know, uh, sometimes we're not a good fit for people, you know, so it makes it a lot easier when you've developed a friendship or a relationship and you want to really help someone. And, you know, uh, it's a double-edged sword. You know, when a request comes in from a client, uh, a financial advisor, they're looking for our help, we treat that with a sense of urgency, myself and my team, Deborah, Donna, and Stacy, all have a values that allows us to um, treat the end user, the client, the broker, in a way where we would want to be treated. So if we get an email, and it's a project or something we have to research, 
we're not only going to research it, but before we start researching it, we're going to say, hey, Mark, I got your request. I am working on it. It may take me a day. It may take me three days, but we are working on it and we'll get back to you because that's what I would want to know. Even if you're working on it, but you're not mm -hmm. communicating it to me and it's a very important matter, I'm going to be uncomfortable until I hear back from you. Right. So that's what we mean by it's personal, not just business. That allows us to develop some very, very strong and lifetime relationships with people because we treat their work as if it was our work. Now, I will share this with you. What I've realized more and more is that it's a double-edged sword in the sense that when we disappoint people, when mm -hmm. we hear feedback, because ultimately, you know, myself and my team, we make mistakes. We're not perfect, but we strive to do the best we can. And when we get that um, feedback that we missed something or we didn't do something to someone's liking, that saying comes back to haunt us because we take it personally, because right. we value each and every relationship, because we're in a business of people. Uh, the commodities that we sell, the products that we sell are not really the key. The thing that we really are in the business of is working with people. People are the, the medium and developing those relationships. There's a great saying, it takes a great deal of wisdom to amass a fortune and 10 times as much to keep it. Another one that I've learned over the years that's relevant to this discussion is um, well, people don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. Right. And you know, we're in a position where our job is to help people see things from a different perspective. So I hope that that helps. Um, no, absolutely. It does, because it's it's in no small way. It's part of why I started this podcast, because I know so many people like you uh, that take their business very personally um, and approach their business from a standpoint of the difference that it makes for those that they serve. So um, it's one of the reasons that I definitely wanted you on the podcast. And, and one of the reasons that I, that, that because I've learned so much of that from you um, and, uh, and, and I completely concur that that whole double-edged sword thing, it's, there's a vulnerability that we present when we choose to make a difference in somebody's life because we're not going to get it perfect every time or their expectation might be or their perspective might be a little different from ours because we aren't necessarily having at the exact same alignment. So even in our zeal to really help somebody, we can we can create a situation where um, maybe that's not the help that they were looking for or maybe it was a little different than 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 than, than they thought. Um, and and they express some dis, uh, some some discouragement or, or or some concern over that. And boy, it's hard not to take that personally. You know, it's 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 really. Um, um, but we but we learn and we grow and and we and we do what has to happen, which is to communicate, which is to which is to have that have that discussion, and realize that that's an ongoing conversation, especially in the world of of, of financial planning, as an example, or insurance. I mean, you know. If you don't just buy an insurance policy or make an investment and then forget about it for the next 50 years. Right. So, um, 
you're in a relationship business to begin with. That relationship requires regular communication, interaction, etc. So, um, so I, I would be remiss if we didn't say, you know, how how to reach you. And you're very easy to reach online because you have multiple websites and you're on all the social media platforms. So I'm going to run through it now, folks. But there is a uh, going to be a links to all of this in association with this podcast, whether it be video or audio. Uh, so swanwealth.com, uh, your own mass mutual as a, a mass mutual, mass mutual brokerage.com forward slash Michael hyphen Fliegelman. You're on LinkedIn at Michael Fliegelman. You're on U, uh, YouTube at strategic wealth advisors, net 3361. You're on Facebook at strategic wealth advisors network and on Twitter at swan wealth. So, and Swan Wealth standing for Strategic, Strategic Wealth Advisors Network. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I won't go through it all again. There'll be links, folks. You don't have to remember any of that. Just, just, uh, just. You know, it, it's funny that. as you, um, as unique as my my name is. Recently, I started getting emails from clients and friends saying, "What happened to you? I see you're on WFAN, uh, producing a sports radio TV show." <laughs> Is that the same Michael Flagelman? I said, no, 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 that's not me. Though I do know my sports, I am not that Michael Flagelman. So I am the other Michael Flagelman. <laughs> you know, every once in a while, Google sends me an alert about Michael Flagelman. It's this radio producer on WFAN, which is a talk radio sports show on uh, New York Radio. So, um and I have this, I have exactly the same thing because there's another Mark Bullock who's a sports announcer and journalist. Um, and so because he's a journalist, he get, you know, he's got a lot of creed, uh, on the Google algorithm. So if you search for Mark Bullock, you're, you're probably going to get him yeah. instead of me. And if you search like, for Michael Flegelman and you get to some sports show, that's not me. <laughs> and, you know, I was watching 60 Minutes, Mark, uh, mm -hmm. this past Sunday. Um, and the guy said the exact same thing. There was this uh, gentleman who was this entrepreneur who just bought a soccer team. And mm -hmm. he said, for me, all business is personal. And I was just like, wow, it's so because when you do business, when you're entrusted to help someone with their marketing, or if I'm entrusted with someone to help set up their retirement or their estate plan, there's a trust issue. They're not going to proceed with you or me if there isn't a level of trust. How do you develop trust? You develop trust over a period of time. It could be lost in a moment, mm -hmm. but it really is a personal issue that I am not going to entrust anybody to do work for me uh, unless I feel very good about that person. Um, uh, even if I'm buying a car. And I could buy that car cheaper, but I don't like that person. I'm going to have trouble with that transaction. So everything about our work is really about building rapport, trust, and relationships with our um, prospective clients. Absolutely. And um, another thing that you brought up to me many years ago, um, that, that I thought was interesting was the concept of protection first. Um, and I think that that has to do with, and I want you to expand on this, but I think that has to do with in the world of finance, there's savings, there's investments, and there's insurance, there's protection. And 
you have come from an approach, as I understand it, of let's get the protections in play because if the investments don't work out or the savings don't work out, at least you've got some protection. I mean, that, that, that's in a nutshell what, what I pull out of it. But, but what do you mean by protection first? Well, you know, the, the saying going back to sports is defense wins championships. If we look back mm-hmm. on NFL um, Super Bowl champions, um, many of them, the majority of them had great defenses. Now, if I have a great defense to protect what I've built in my life, it allows me to even be more aggressive on my offense because I know that if I fumble the ball, my defense is still going to be there. Right. That's a really good analogy to get to understand our philosophy. Imagine this. You're in a position where you um, come home from a night uh, out to dinner and uh, your house is on fire. You can't run inside or get on your cell phone and call up you know, Allstate or Chubb and say, I need a homeowner's policy. <laughs> you know, if I get a lawsuit, I get in an accident and I injure somebody, I can't call up Allstate or State Farm and say, get me a big umbrella liability policy. They're not going to insure you after the event occurs. So we have to build protection around your assets. And the best way that I can share with you this concept is a modern-day moat. Back in medieval times, people had their wealth in real estate. They had a castle. And every night, they pull up their drawbridge. They had a moat around the castle because they protected all their worldly assets inside. Today, we have stocks, bonds, um, cryptocurrency, mutual funds, ETFs, lawsuits, market fluctuation, inflation, all of these things that can potentially infiltrate your moat. So what we try and do is to help our clients create a modern-day moat with proper titling of their assets, proper liability, disability, long-term care, life insurance, adequate savings, proper contributions to Social Security, proper planning first. And then once that is set up, then work on the more uh, exciting stuff, the fun stuff, the offense, the mutual funds, the ETFs, the retirement plans, the 401ks, the IRAs. And on top of the offense and defense, we want to make sure things are integrated and coordinated. For instance, you know, you could have um, minor children and I name my spouse as beneficiary of a life insurance policy. And both of us pass away. The life insurance can't be paid to my children because they're of a minor age. They're under 18. So we need to have our wills and trusts coordinated in a way where our insurance goes into the estate or is named in a will and a trust is created for the benefit of those children. Because I wouldn't want a large lump sum of money to go to a minor child, and the insurance company wouldn't pay it to a minor child, creating some legal entanglements of what would happen to that money. So it's not just about defense, it's not just about offense, and it's not just about integration of both your offense, and it's about the holistic and total view. But we want to make sure you're protected first, 
because you can't go back in time and buy that homeowner's insurance or liability policy. I hope that helps, Mark. I, that that helps tremendously, and I I, I appreciate the eloquence with which you that, that you cover the the whole realm because um, I, you know, I like I I love that concept, and I know we talked about that even from a marketing perspective years ago. That moat around around, around the castle, um, and and also realizing that yeah, okay, you're 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 gathering and you're and you're procuring assets and uh and whatnot that you want to leave to your heirs or that yeah and 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 if and if you're not protecting it um guess what yeah yeah you're vulnerable so and and you know there's an inverse relationship between wealth and planning over the, the nearly 40 years i've been doing this i've met with some very very sophisticated high net worth people and in reviewing their present situation, there are major things that are missing because, you know, it's not something people are loving to talk about. It's um, something that's relatively uncomfortable. People dealing with their their future, their money, the inflation, risk, market fluctuation, taxes. Um, you know, people like to keep that in the back of their head, not necessarily address it. So, you know, my attitude is... Um, I learned this in a networking group um, from an individual. He said, everybody needs to, first thing in the morning, eat the frog, which is not necessarily tasty. It may be better for bacon and eggs. But what he mean? What he, I think this was a book, um, and he shared, uh, this gentleman shared with me what he meant by that, the author. Um, and it's do the hard things first. And if you do the hard things first in life and your discipline, You'll be setting yourself up for the future and doing the hard things is, you know, planning for your future, doing a financial plan, looking at your big picture, you know, and, and the, the methodology that we use in, in working with clients is we create a picture, kind of like a blueprint, where if you were um, building a home, you would want to see the blueprint. Well, the same thing happens when we build a financial plan. And we look at the present plan for the financial blueprint of someone's financial life. And sometimes things for very wealthy and sophisticated people are missing. Something as simple as a liability policy to protect their castle, if you will, or a will, or disability Mm -hmm. insurance, or they're just simply not saving enough money. We need to be able to allocate between 15 and 20% of our gross income towards the future, especially being that people are living longer and longer, Mm -hmm. which brings in other risks during retirement, longevity risk being the big one. But the longer we live, the more other risks we bring into our life. And that is market fluctuation, inflation, which is becoming a bigger and bigger thing these days. um, And, healthcare during retirement. So we're we're um, looking to try and create a platform by which people can make good decisions about their money by being aware of where they're at, taking a look at their present plan. Someone once said to me, there's there's only one truth in financial planning, and that is where you are today. So what we try and do is create a picture of where you are today 
and then help you get to where you want to be for your future. Absolutely wonderful. And what com what comes to mind as you're going through that, Michael, is a is another kind of phrase or, or expression that I often use, and that is that short term pain can equal long term gain, versus short term gain equals long term pain. And where I typically look at that from a perspective of if you're willing to do the hard stuff first, well, that's we might perceive that as a little bit painful. We might just perceive that as a little bit uncomfortable, but in doing so you're setting yourself up for a long-term gain. Uh, and, and this oh. could be carried through marketing finance. Doesn't what, what, matter what it is. Whereas if we go out and we buy that car, that house that, you know, uh, uh, spend that uh, extravagant vacation, whatever it is. And we put it on credit cards. Well, now we've created a short-term gain that is we're going to be paying for for a while. So that, that pain extends. You know, it's, it's so interesting that, you know, a lot of these philosophies you're, you're sharing with uh, me today, um, I don't know where you picked it up, but it, it's really great because we are so on the same page. Many, many years ago, I had a, uh, a, a consultant that I hired for myself and my agency that I ran. And he had a saying, it was the pain of discipline versus the pain of regret, mm. which is a deeper pain for a human being. Well, I'm 62 years old, Mark, and I wish if I look back on my life that I developed better habits for my body working out, doing push-ups and sit-ups every morning. Because one of my greatest passions right now is golfing. And I get lower back pain yeah. because I'm not in great shape. Right. And the pain of that when I have to miss my round of golf is much greater than the pain of the discipline that I needed when I was 20 and 30 years old to do the thing so that I was stronger. It is a valuable lesson, and I submit to this audience that the pain of regret is a much deeper pain. Really, really awesome. Really awesome. So we we are very, not only very much on the same page, but very similar age as well. <laughs> so, um, and uh, I don't know if you knew, but uh, my mom passed a, a month ago, and uh, and and we had we had. Uh, um, which was astonishingly difficult, even though, even though there was um, there was much in the way of making sure that finances were in order and and, and, and wills and these types of things were taken care of. Uh, which fortunately we did really in the last few years of her life. That it would have been a lot better to, to handle earlier on, but uh, we got done what we could get done, and 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 that was taken care of. Um, but it really it really brings back to me, you know, this mom was somebody who spent her life, you know, money comes in, money goes out and and not really looking at insurance, not really looking at long term care, not really looking, you know, and um, um, and there would have been so much more available. We were very, very fortunate in that we were we were able to um, get her on community Medicaid. And uh, and got her into a brand new assisted living facility. Unfortunately, she was on, she absolutely loved, but uh, um, 
it was unfortunately only the last four months of, of her life that she got to enjoy that. But um, that's something that with a little more planning, a little bit more, uh, a little bit more pain up front and earlier on, a little bit more um, um, uh, discipline that, 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 that really could have given her a lot longer uh, time, not, not expressing her regret. That's my regret, right? Because as the, as the son, I, you know, I want my mom to live her best, to have lived her best life. And I think she did, but there was, there was so much more available if there had been a little bit more um, focus early on. So I just wanted to bring that up as, as well, I, my I, personal, I personal experience. Bond, you know, because, you know, sometimes when people are looking at their finances, they're either overwhelmed or they just are, for whatever reason, not wanting to engage a, a formal process. And I'll share another analogy with you. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's very healthy for people to look at their money this way. Progress, not perfection. We're never going to get perfection because we don't know the next time something happens, you have to help out a friend or a family member or a child. But if we can organize, plan, and put into place smart plans Little 1% changes today make a huge impact tomorrow. Yeah. And when to start planning, people like to kick the can down the road. It is such an easy thing to do. Let's, yeah, I know I need to do some planning, but, you know, maybe next year I'm going to get uh, my act together or whatever it may be. And I, I share this progress, not perfection concept with people because the time is so important. When do you plant a tree? When's the best time to plant a tree, Mark? I can't go back 30 years from now and benefit from the tree's fruit and the shade that it would provide in my backyard. But if I plant it today, it's going to start growing and I'll be much better off than if I deferred another 10 years and planted that tree 10 years from now. So many times over my career, people have said to me, well, I really wish I did this earlier. I wish I did this when I was younger. I wish I did this 30 years ago. And okay, well, we can't change that. But today is the best day because remarkably enough, a lot of times people don't realize that a 60-year-old couple there's a joint life expectancy that one of them will be around 30 years later. Now, if you think about a 60-year-old with 30 more years to live, that's half of their life in front of them. Yet a 60-year-old person like yourself might say, oh, I'm too old for this financial planning. I'm about to retire. But you have 30 years potentially in front of you. Medical technology is allowing people to live longer but not necessarily better. You know, there's a blog that More I... cheaper. Especially <laughs> with the cost of healthcare going up and up and up. Yeah. So um, there was a blog I wrote called The Golden Years. Um, and uh, check it out on the Swan Wealth um, website. It's got some colorful language, and it's done in a Dr. Seuss kind of analogy of how the, the, the golden years aren't necessarily all that golden. I, you know, for instance, my parents spent five years each in assisted living. 
Uh, my dad had a stroke. My mom had Parkinson's disease. Um, uh, and then, you know, assisted living, went to nursing home, hospice, and they both had passed for some years. Um, but those that period of time was not that great for them. It wasn't the golden years. Um, but what they did was they did some good planning prior to that. So the cost of their care um, was being paid for through some long-term care insurance, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So the best time to do financial planning is today, even though you may be 60 or 70 or even 80 years old. It would have been better if you did it you know, 20 years ago, but we can't go back in time. We can't plant that tree uh, and backdate it for 30 years. Michael, I'm going to I'm going to take the opportunity to um, uh, to kind of leverage and, and key off of what you're what you're talking about, because you're there's also an undercurrent of making a little bit of a contribution consistently over time, whether that be savings, whether that be investing, whether that be um, paying the insurance policy, uh, paying the, the insurance premium, et cetera. Um, and we're self-sponsored. So Practice Marketing uh, Incorporated runs multiple services from phoneblogger.net, which has been a client of, of you for years, um, and Video Socials, which is videosocials.net, which if you're looking to get out and get some marketing done on video, um, it's that place to start. Again, looking, as you said, Michael, in making progress versus um, perfection, because that's what stops, I think, most people from using video and marketing, because they think that it has to be perfect before they even start. And the opposite is true. So that's videosocials.net. And then the, the, our most recent service, which is uh, VIP, videointerviewpodcast.com, which you're now a client of as well. Um, and I'm a client of in producing this show. Uh, and this is this is the concept of let's have a conversation. Let's do something more than a minute or two or three uh, on video so that our clients, our prospective clients, our, our, our valued business relationships and personal relationships can get to know us a little bit better, can get to know a little bit more about what we do and, 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 and what our philosophies are, et cetera. Um, in an interview format. So uh, if you have an interest in any of, the, any of that, that's videointerviewpodcast.com. But all of it comes down to that little bit of pain of getting started, making progress, starting to build that library of content that can be used, reused, recycled, and, and can carry on for a legacy. We had a we had a client uh, for years, uh, Susan Ingram, uh, who passed away early on in the pandemic from uh, from getting COVID, um, and unfortunately didn't have a plan for what to do with all of this wonderful content that uh, that that she had created, and so some of it was some of it was captured by others, but et cetera. But it just goes to show, you know, you have. Dozens and dozens, if not hundreds, of, of, of pieces of content between uh, these things that, that that you have here, and that's because you've been chipping away at it for years, right? So, and all of it, you know, I I, I remember the golden was what the was golden it? years, not the golden, so golden. Yeah, the, yeah, the golden years, not so golden. I remember that blog spoke specifically. That's got to be at least ten years ago. 
yeah um that, that you wrote that and it, and it's just as it's just as valuable today as uh, as it was when, uh, when when you wrote it so um don't sit and wait and think about okay well i'm going to eventually get to it if you do nothing else come as a guest to videosocials.net there's no cost there's no obligation and let's explore whether or not you can create some video content put out there, because as we know, in this social media, internet driven world in which we live, um, video is king. People can relate to and interact with and see us on screen and get a sense of who we are and get a sense of the character and get a sense of what it's like to have a conversation with us as an example. Um, and so if you're, if, if you're not out there on video, you're, you're really, Short, shortcutting your own, your own future. Yeah, Michael. I, I, um, you know, we've been working for some, you know, probably 12 years or so together. And I'll just share this. The other, the other day I was on the golf course and met these gentlemen who were playing. And the guy looks at me and he says, I know you. Where, where do I know you from? And I said, I have no idea. Um, and we concluded that uh, he had a, uh, a license of some sort, financial advisor, insurance license, registered rep. And I do a lot of, you know, marketing and videos and emails. And he says, oh, yeah, 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 I know you. You you send me email with, with videos. I've seen you talk. You're in the insurance and the investment business. I said, yep, that's me. He says, very interesting. You, you, you produce some good information. So, you know. Your company has been instrumental in helping me push out through social media, LinkedIn, uh, newsletters, etc. And is it perfect? No. My material is as good as I could make it with the help of very smart people like yourself and your team. Um, but again, progress, not perfection. It has helped me grow my business. Every week, I get somebody usually once a week contacting me by my through my online presence. Mm. So, you know, for me, that's very good. I want to have people coming to me, and your organization has helped me tremendously in getting a bigger um, net, if you will. Yeah, attract people that might have a fit to work with me, whether they're a financial advisor whether they're a business owner, and that has been tremendously helpful. So, you know, um, your company has done a good job in giving me the tools to use social media and video very, very well to help me grow my business over the years. Thank you. Well, thank you, Michael, and I, I very much appreciate the uh, the endorsement and, and the kind words and and. Um, so, so to wrap up though, we, we do that with people that are trying to make a difference in the world. We're, we do that for people who want to help other people. Um, and so again, with, with Michael and let me run down a little bit of the list again. Um, you owe it to yourself to avail yourself of this vast information that Michael has produced online. Um, that is free to you to, uh, to take a look at uh, swanwealth.com again on the mass mutual, mass mutual brokerage uh, site. The mass mutual site is called life insurance brokerage. 
mf.com. If okay. you're a financial advisor and want to learn about uh, the life insurance offerings, life insurance brokerage, mf.com. Excellent. Um, and again, we'll have a, we'll have a link to that uh, below. You're obviously on LinkedIn at Michael Fligelman. You're on YouTube, Strategic Wealth Advisors Net 3361. Facebook, Strategic Wealth Advisors Network. Twitter, Swan Wealth. And um, Michael, thank you for um, your allowing us to be part of your team uh, in making a difference for those that you serve, because I know that you do and and you always have. Um, and uh, um, I just really, I really appreciate um, the relationship that we've had, that, that we have uh, and uh, the work that, that, that we've done together and uh, and your faith in us and, and, and your patience with us as we've fumbled through some of the some of the times trying to figure it out and, 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 and trying to be a best uh, uh, service that we can. And, and uh, well, I'll, I'll conclude with one last analogy. And some people say I have too many analogies and stories, but it's got to be a win win. Every business relationship that I enter into, if I don't feel it's a win win, I don't want to engage. I want to be able to help. And, uh, you know, if that relationship grows in a way where it's out of balance and it's no longer a win win, we want to simply end it. And, and that's the, the premise by which we endeavor into each relationship. It's got to be mutually beneficial. It's got to be a win-win. And my relationship with you, Mark, and Vic and your team has been a win-win. So thank you for that. Thank you for I inviting me into the world of podcasting in a way that made me comfortable with it enough for me to take that next step. And just like Mark and Vic has made it easy for me to enter into the world of podcasting, I invite each and every one of our listeners to go into the world of financial planning or to consider working with me in that same, uh, with that same philosophy to try and make it as easy as possible uh, and to create that win-win for each and every one of you. So thank you, Mark. Thank you. Uh, video socials, co-grow, practice, <laughs> all the other companies you have. Uh, really appreciate uh, our relationship as well. Thank you. Well, thank you, Michael. And I'll, I will we'll make that uh, the last word. And folks, uh, stay tuned for how you can subscribe to this wonderful information. Thank you for joining us today on Inspiring Business. Thanks, Mark. You've been listening to Inspiring Business with your host, Mark Bullock. Your positive comments, likes, and most importantly, your sharing of this show with others is greatly appreciated. Don't forget to subscribe to the Inspiring Business Podcast on whatever platform you prefer. You can catch prior episodes on videosocials.net and on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and all the major podcast platforms.